This is the Casting Lots podcast, and you're listening to Casting Lots. We will not comply with the institution's sick illusion. No, it won't be televised. Welcome to the revolution. Televised government been telling lies. If you're not with us, you better step aside. Witnessing the genocide, everything is centralized. The food that we consume and they spraying it all with pesticides. Easily identify the sheep and the snake, the real and the fake. Giving us a reason to pray. I'ma make my own choices. A voice for the voiceless. They trying to destroy us, avoiding the poison. It's all pointless if you don't have a purpose. If you read the verses, you'll know who we versing. Government can tell you what your worth is. Look deeper than the surface. They don't even want you researching or asking questions. We all being tested. Shut your mouth, they comply, that's the message Want you depressed on prescriptions that mess with your head Got you stressing, suppressing expression We will not comply with the institution's sick illusion No, it won't be televised Welcome to the revolution Good evening everyone thanks for joining uh tonight is saturday march 11 2023 and this is episode 10 of the casting lots podcast yeah we made it to double digits you thought we'd make it this far right <laughs> oh goodness um so matt you want to say hi hello he's always so excited to do this he just can't wait saturday is his favorite night of the whole week isn't it oh yeah <laughs> He just gets so excited. Um, tonight, if you see Monkey Puster, that's our oldest son, Caden. So um, I told him, don't be seeing any crazy little boy talk on here. We don't want to see all that. So <laughs> if you see him say something, just uh, let us know. You're going to behave, Caden. Anyways, uh, thanks all for joining. Uh, before we get started, I'm going to go ahead and just open us in a quick word of prayer. So if you would, please just bow your heads. Uh, Heavenly Father, we come to you humbly tonight to just thank you for this opportunity to gather once again in your name, Lord. Um, we ask that you just be with all of us here tonight and those who will listen later on, Lord. Um, again, we see how crazy this world is becoming, Lord, and we just ask that you you just be with us and guide us through, through all of the crazy, Lord. Um, we just ask that you give us the strength and the courage to make you through. Um, and I just come to you humbly to ask that whoever this message is for, Lord, that they they hear it with uh, open ears and an open mind, Lord, and an open heart. Uh, we know that there's going to be a lot of trying times coming. And um, for those who haven't been prepared, Lord, it's going to be hard. And we just ask that you give us patience to help those um, who may be struggling, Lord. Just, just let us remember that we were there once upon a time too, Lord. And just help us plant those seeds and, you know, so we could bring those people to you, Lord. Um, and for those that are sick right now, Lord, we just ask that you be with them. And those that are hurting, Lord, um, like Sharon, we just ask that you be with Sharon tonight um, as she laid her daughter to rest yesterday. Um, she's got three three grandkids she has raised now, Lord. Um, just give her the strength. Uh, you know she needs it. Um and again, for all those who are suffering, Lord, please be with them and be with us tonight. And in your Son, Jesus Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. All right. So, you know, we just, um, Matt and I, we kind of talk, you know, Saturdays, what are we going to talk about? And there's just so much crazy going on in this world. So um, before we get started, I just want to read a little bit Um of Isaiah, Isaiah 41. I, God just put this on my heart to read this tonight. And so um, I'm just going to read a little bit out of Isaiah 41. So if you have your Bibles or a Bible app and you want to open and read along, uh, I would love for you to just read along with us. <clears throat> Verse 1, keep silence before me, O islands, and let the people renew their strength. Let them come near and let them speak. Let us come near together to judgment. 
who raised up the righteous man from the east, called to his foot, gave the nations before him, and made him rule over kings. He gave them as the dust to the sword, and as driven stubble to his bow. He pursued them, and passed safely, even by the way that he had not gone with his feet. Who hath wrought and done it, calling the generations from the beginning? I, the Lord, the first, and with the last, I am he. The isle saw it, and feared. The ends of the earth were afraid, drew near, and came. They helped every one his neighbor, and every one said to his brother, Be of good courage. So the carpenter encouraged the goldsmith, and he that smootheth with the hammer, him that smote the anvil, saying, It is ready for the soldering. And he fastened it with nails, that it should not be moved. But thou, Israel, art my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, seed of Abraham, my friend, thou whom I have taken from the ends of the earth, and called thee from the chief men thereof, and said unto thee, Thou art my servant, I have chosen thee, and not cast thee away. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they that strive with thee shall perish. Thou shalt seek them, and thou shalt not find them, even them that contended with thee. They that war against thee shall be as nothing, and as a thing of naught. For I am the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Fear not, thou warm Jacob, thou warm Jacob. And ye men of Israel, I will help thee, saith the Lord, and thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Behold, I will make thee a new sharp threshing instrument, having teeth. Thou shalt thresh the mountains, and beat them small and shalt make the hills as chaff. Thou shalt fan them, and the wind shall carry them away, and the whirlwind shall scatter them. And thou shalt rejoice in the Lord, and shalt glory in the Holy One of Israel. When the poor and needy seek water, and there is none, and their tongue faileth for thirst, I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open rivers in high places, and fountains in the midst of the valleys, I will make the wilderness a pool of water, and the dry land springs of water. I will plant in the wilderness the cedar, the shitta tree, and the myrtle, and the oil tree. And I will set in the desert the fir tree, and the pine, and the box tree together. They, that they may see, and know, and consider, and understand together, that the hand of the Lord hath done this, and the Holy One of Israel hath created it. I just think that that is just um, something we have to remember, you know, as we see things that are to come. We don't know what's coming, um, but we know something is coming. And I think we all kind of feel that. And uh, God just put that on my heart, you know, just to, to remind people that God is with us no matter what happens. All these people, you know, that they, they want to start wars and and um, we just see all of these things happening, and we just have to keep remembering that God will never forsake us. God is on our side. He is here with us, and the more we turn into him, the more he will protect us, and um, that's just, again, just something God just put on my heart, and I don't know who needed to hear that, but do not fear. God is with us. He truly is here with us, and you know, uh, he's brought us all together, all of us that are alive here and that will listen later. We are not alone. We have God on our side, and they know that. The powers that be, they know that. And through Jesus Christ, all things are possible. We've seen miracles. We see them every day. And you feel Jesus in your heart. You know we are safe no matter what happens. We know we get to go home. We know where we're going. And um, just having that reminder, you know, that that really some days this week, this past week, has just been so hectic. Um you guys heard a little bit about that lady, Sharon. Uh, it's a lady that Matt works with. And about, what, a year ago, she got into a really bad car accident. She was in a head-on collision, and um, she almost died. And she returned to work. How long ago was it she went to work? A couple of months ago. She just returned back to work, and it's been really hard. And so um, 
Matt came home from work the other day and he told me about Sharon's daughter dying unexpectedly. And, and we know, you know, when we hear unexpectedly, we all think the same thing, but it, I promise it was not what we think it was. Um, her daughter just uh, suffered from mental illness and alcoholism. And um, she left behind three, three young teenagers, 13, 15, and 17. And so Sharon, she's left now to raise her three grandchildren. She was set to retire in August. And, you know, she, I, I didn't know her, um, but I, I reached out because I knew that she needed help. She was looking for beds for the kids and um, just the things that she told me about these kids. They were, um, their house that they lived in, it was infested with roaches and bed bugs and lice. And I mean, these kids had a really, really rough life. And uh, I talked to Sharon, I talked to her on the phone and uh, I just, you know, I cried with her. She cried and she said, I don't know why God, you know, she's a woman of God. And she said, I know God has a reason for this. I don't understand it. Um, but she was just reaching out for help. And, and so we were able to help her a little bit. And um, I've been talking to her and she just keeps asking for prayers. And, you know, she's like, you know, they told my kids that I should have died. They were telling my kids to plan my funeral when I was in the hospital a year ago. And I told her, I said, well, God kept you alive because he knew he was going to need you, you know. And she said she's going to be able to retire and um, she'll be able to focus more on, on the children. I guess the middle-aged one, he's um, high-functioning autistic, so um, she's got a lot to deal with there. And then she said that he um, he's pansexual. She's like, I didn't even know what that was. And she had to Google it. And she said, absolutely not in this house. She said she's going to try raising them up in the church that she goes to, like she did her own children. And, um, you know, so she's just really dealing with a lot. And I was explaining to my kids, you know, everything that was going on and just how important it is to have your faith. Because, you know, especially times like this, she told me that's really all I have is my faith. And I said, well, you've got a whole prayer team behind you, you know, praying for you and, and God's got you, you know, and, and part of that, the Isaiah 41 there is just a good reminder that God, he's not going to forsake us. He, he really does have our back and he does, you know, he knows our heart. And so um, just being there, you know, to, to pray and to talk to her, I think, you know, just somebody to talk to. She said after the funeral, she's like, everybody's going to go back to their normal lives and I'm still stuck with having to deal with this. And I told her, I said, you can call me anytime you want just to, you know, just have somebody to talk to. So, you know, it's just, we don't, there's people like Sharon all over the world that we don't know about that are struggling. And so, you know, I just having that reminder, it's just, it, it's, it's good. It helps you, you know, um, God is with us. So anyways, uh, I just wanted to share that because I know Duncan had prayed for Sharon and, um, she just really needs prayer. So if you all would just keep sharing and, and the kids in your prayers, I would really appreciate it. And she would too. Oh, with that being said, I guess we can kind of get into what we're going to talk about tonight. Um, you want to start out with this? You sent that to me about the no, so financial market. Kind of taking a dump right now. <laughs> kind of. Just a little bit. So with SEM falling out. It's affected the uh, financial market. Uh, the top four banks uh, losing fifty-five billion in market value. Now, this is the four top banks, right? Yeah. So, market valuation, the stock market. You know how much how much pe faith people have in their, uh, their product. So, you know their overall market value just is just taking a complete utter. Well, it says J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, and Morgan Stanley, the four most valued U.S. lenders saw $55 billion wiped off their combined market capitalization on Thursday. $55 billion in one day. Like, what does this mean? It means the S&P <laughs> is upside down. Oh, it's, 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 like, it's like with anything. It's like watching a shark in the waters you know, with SVM going uh, the way of the dinosaur. It uh, usually scatters people left and right. And one note says um, it's much bigger Monday. Yeah, I can only imagine what's going to happen. And, you know, like Scott talks about, like, taking your money out and um, 
you know, investing in, you know, tangible things like gold and silver, stuff like that. And, you know, you kind of worry about what happened when people start pulling their money out of their account, because obviously we see what's happening, right? And people are going to want to try to protect their wealth. And you're going to have these big banks coming back and saying, oh, no, no, you can't withdraw your money. I just find it funny that they're asking the federal government to step in. Yeah, yeah, and the federal government's going to save everybody, right? Step in and secure uh, deposits over $250,000. I don't know. One note says someone buys the debt for a deal. Lots of Israeli tech and Prince Harry and Meghan. You know, and everybody basically owns us. You know, it's it's crazy to see, um, you know, what's happening here you know we we've said this was going to happen and it's like okay is this it like is this going to be babylon is it going to finally fall you know i mean um it says the fdic and federal reserve discuss fund to backstop deposits if more banks fail following the silicon valley banks collapse so i mean look what happened before with wall street you know you had that that big recession and they came in and, and they helped everybody and you know the market just kind of went to, you know, I mean, is this going to be bigger than, I mean, we saw, you know, they're trying to say, well, there's no recession. There's no this, there's no that. And they're, it's like, they're trying to hide it. They're in denial. I think a lot of people, especially like economics, they, they saw this coming. Yeah. I, th I think speculation is like the worst thing, right? I think until you, like when you like getting hit by a hurricane, I don't, I love to say when people can forecast this, but uh, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes you bounce back. Sometimes maybe this is the worst. I mean, it's hopeful. I mean, of course, obviously, there's always hope. You know, and then you've got all these people that are investing in Bitcoin and all this other stuff. And, you know, look at China. They regulated that. And, you know, they're going to try to do the same thing here. Because if the U.S. government's not in control of the money, then they, you know, what are they going to do? It's like panic mode sets in, right? Well, well you'll get like something like Bitcoin and stuff like that, it survives solely on uh, on like the whole, the whole kit and caboodle, not just America. Because America accounts for about 344 million people. And then, I mean, you start talking about India and China, the two largest uh, mm -hmm. population-wise. And if they regulated it, I mean, that pretty much anything that's decentralized. Well, one note said, what is next and how fast and how hard? Lots of credit unions and bring on decentralized banking. We've got uh, Bank of America, and then we also have a credit union, which is where we keep most of our money. And we just got our income tax, and then went into Bank of America, and you know we're switching it over to the other account. I don't trust Bank of America. I don't trust them at all. Well, it was just a couple of months ago. Um, I got an email from Bank of America saying that there was a new account that had been opened in our name. Well, in Matt's name. And so I told him right away and he called the bank or he was on the chat with them. And I called the bank and the lady that he was on the chat with and the man on the phone, both people said there was no account open in his name. Then we got a letter in the mail. What about a month later yeah. saying that they had closed the account out and there was like 76 cents left and they sent us a check for it. And I said, both of those people told us there was no account open in his name. Then we get this check. And then it showed um, all the transactions that had happened in that account. And it was somebody from China and they were, was it like Venmo? They were depositing it into yeah, their Venmo. Like a, they were using an account, like a payroll account. Right. And so then, you know, they just left for each transaction. They left like a penny from each transaction in the bank account. And then the bank account was closed. So we called Bank of America and I was like, look. We were told several times I had the people's names, the dates, you know, everything. And I was like, we were assured that there was no account open in his name. And then they even used a different email address, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, they my social security was off by, by one digit, too. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it, it's crazy. And it makes you wonder, like, how many people are they? Because didn't you say somebody you worked with, the same thing happened? They opened an account yeah. in his name? Yeah. So in the Bank of America, again. So it's like, what are they doing? Are they laundering money using people's names? And what happened when we called that lady that you talked to? She was really nice. What did she say? Oh, she just, they it took her a second to find it because pulling it up underneath my uh, social security number did nothing. Uh, and plus, the their fraud team had already called it. They had closed out the account and everything. That's what forced the check. But nobody could see it, though, on their end is what I'm saying. Like, what happened with that? Except for the fraud people. 
That was because they my even though it was open under my account, it was it's not a what do you call it? It was uh not my social security number. It was like one seven eight something. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, it's just yeah, I don't trust these big banks and it's just I don't know. I just think it's going to get worse. Like, I think more and more stuff's going to happen and people are going to try taking their money out and they're just going to tell everybody no. For every dollar we give a signature, they're loaning 10 times. Exactly. That's the problem. They're loaning 10 times to others. They're using monopoly money is what they're doing. You know, they don't have the money. So if everybody goes to take their money out at the same time, they don't have the money to pay for that. So they're going to deny everybody, well, you can only probably take out $100 out of your $1,000, you know, and I don't know. It's going to be crazy to see what happens. You know, we've been saying for a long time that the system's going to crash, the market's going to crash, and, you know, um, tangible items, you know, food. Food's going to be the new source of money. Yeah. Got to grow it first, though. Yeah, you got to throw it. Yeah, here, you, we've had sun like 10 days out of 90 days. And every day we finally get sun, then they're out there spraying all day. And who knows what kind of chemicals they're putting into the air. That's a whole nother story. I hate it here. I can't wait to move. I just, a lead farmer. A lead farmer? You're going to farm lead? Oh, the freedom seeds. <laughs> yeah, we can't talk about that. Fred's listening. Fred's the FBI guy. A 5G tower harmed you. Yeah. Wade says, make no mistake, they'll surely be using it as a means to transfer wealth to launder excuse for famine, UN, and all the other. Yep. That's exactly what's going to happen. And we know, you know, in end times, there's going to be famine. There's going to be this and that. And I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. You know, those of us who have been prepping, I think we're all going to be okay. Those of us that have Jesus, we know we're going to be okay. You know, it's just you worry about your neighbor, the people who refuse to listen. You know, Noah was the first conspiracy theorist, and then it rained, and then they're like, oh, can we get on the boat? <laughs> Too late! You know, I mean, what do we do at that point, you know? Um, I think, truly, that's when more and more people are going to really start turning to Christ, because they're going to realize that the government that they've trusted for so long has obviously lied to them. That's another thing. Fauci, um, who was it? He was saying that uh, Fauci should be locked up. Uh, Cruz. He's saying he should be jailed for lying to Congress about the um, the COVID-19 being released from China. Remember, that was just racism. Oh, that's not true. And now, in the fact that everybody voted that, yeah, we need to release to find out where it came from. Every single person in Congress voted, yes, let's do it. Something's not right there. Something is very, very fishy with that, and I do not trust any of that. I still say it's a ploy to try to grab uh, the U.S. populace um, favorable action as far as going to war with China. Well, we got to go to war with somebody. We, you know, we we can't not have war because then we can't funnel money and resources and everything else. I mean, it's all about laundering. I don't know, but how about the cartel issuing an apology letter? Oh yeah, the cartel really issuing an apology letter. The cartel. You know, I don't know what kind of world we're living in, but it, it, this is not, there's no way any of this is real. I feel like this is literally like the Truman Show. I don't know, but they said <laughs> that's not how business is conducted. Yeah. I'm sure the cartel is going to write an apology letter. I'm sorry. Will you be my friend again? I mean, really? Like, I don't know. It's all, this whole world, I just really, really wonder, like, <laughs> what, what is going on? Which, uh, Christian, tell me what's up with what? With the apology letter? Or with Fauci? The apology letter. <laughs> oh, the, uh, the Salta uh, uh, cartel. Uh, so four individuals from South Carolina uh, head uh, down to the northeastern portion of Mexico uh the female uh, individual <laughs> had stated that she was going out for a medical procedure. Uh, ended up getting uh, mistaken, I guess, according to people inside the cartel for Haitian uh, uh, drug runners. 
so they they captured him, killed two of them, and let the other two go. Uh, and yeah, and then lo and behold, the FBI got involved, CIA, all the other stuff, and out comes an apology letter. Yeah, so according to CNN, the letter appears to be authentic. It says, the Gulf cartel apologizes to the Society of Matamaros, the relatives of Miss Arelli, and the affected American people and families. Yeah, it's a handwritten letter, by the way. Um, and it says, the Gulf cartel scorpion group strongly condemns the events of last Friday. What? For this reason, we decided to hand over those directly involved and responsible for the acts, who at all times acted under their own determination and indiscipline and against the rules of which the Gulf cartel always operates. We're talking about the cartel. Like the mafia. So. Right? Like, what? Like, did they <laughs> at least give some of our guns back to you? No. You know, th really, it it's like a clown show. We are literally watching a show yes this is a terrorist organization you really think they're going to take the time to write a handwritten letter and say oh we're so sorry we did the bad things that we did like what like can we just wake up from this nightmare or this show the circus yeah there's rules exactly you know just like nato you know there's going to be rules and you got to play nice no that's not how the cartel works when we lived in el paso uh we were right there you know it was a border town and uh, the cartel were really bad. And that was what in two thousand. That's when they had the twenty-one heads swinging. Yeah. Oh yeah. They they had those bodies hanging from the um, the, the overpass. The overpass, right? And they did not mess around. And the thing like there was a there was a I forgot what was it a spook that was on one of the podcasts and he was talking about the uh, the degradation ever since they've taken El Chapo out of the yeah uh, <laughs> out of the out of the picture. <laughs> Like they, they have uh, they have the new generation of cartel individuals, and they don't live by the same rules. Like no. the old school was kind of like the old Italian mafioso. Well, you had the organized crime, where right? They, they, where they, 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 there was a lot of violence amongst themselves. Uh, uh, the Scarios and stuff that were both uh, both families, and he's like, now they just and there was always the common knowledge of never including tourists uh, because they understood tourism tourism brings in more money brings, right more money so you never affect the pipelines of money now the new the new generation is like some uh ex mexican uh, mexican military cart uh lt lieutenant and he's just like ah just do whatever you want to and they're just like running amok and like killing people <laughs> everywhere well didn't they say that those four people drove in because the girl was trying to get a surgery yeah and so the mom was like, I told her not to go. Yeah. And it's really sad. The story is very sad of what happened to these people. But it's funny, though, because right as soon as like they like like they try to sh throw like a little bit more into it, like they're, they're digging too far. They're like, oh, these these two people that got killed had a uh, prior drug conviction. Uh, right. So it's OK that, you know, this is happening. <laughs> I mean, it's sad, though, because we see these new generation of people right and they're not even like people they're like animals there is no regard for human life you know and like you said you know prior to like during el chapo and all this stuff like there there was it's like organized crime you know just like back in the days of al capone and it's like you had the italians running chicago and this and that you know it's like everybody they took care of their own business you know and they didn't just go all willy-nilly and just shoot random people because they had nothing better to do and that's kind of what's happening in this world and you know we just see these people with no regard for life you know you're talking about mobsters gangsters whatever and then you see even like these kids, these young kids, and they want to mutilate their bodies. And, you know, they, the suicide rate is way high. And, you know, it's just very, very sad to see like the decline in just humanity alone. It's very sad. You know, people just, they don't care. You know, abortions are at an all time high. You know, that's like the number two killer amongst the black population is abortion. And they wouldn't be a minority if they would stop killing their own children. But when you have, you know, Big Brother constantly putting in these abortion clinics in inner cities and, you know, they're they're taught to live off the system. And then, you know, the boys go and have these kids with these women and they go sell drugs and a lot of them die young. You know, it's just it's a vicious cycle and it's very, very sad. And it's just, 
yeah, kids are screaming for godly attention. All these people are looking for something, you know, and they look through drugs, they look through alcohol, they look through antidepressants and um, whatever it may be, having sex changes. And they're looking for something and they don't realize that what they're looking for is Jesus, you know, and you can say what you want about religion or whatever, but I can tell you from my own personal experience, once you truly give in to that and, and you know that you are a child of God and, and you put your faith in him, like your whole life, everything, just the way that you view things. I don't have anxiety anymore. I don't have depression. I don't have any. I mean, of course, we all have our bad days and you get sad and that's just normal human emotions. But you know, when all that stuff was happening with Trump and he lost the election, I didn't realize truly what it was. I was looking for Jesus. I needed Jesus in my life. You know, a lot of times I'll tell people, oh, you need Jesus. You know, and sometimes I'm serious and sometimes I'm kidding. But really, you know, if, if you can give it all up to him, like in Isaiah 41, like I read earlier, you give it all up to him, you know, he is there for you. You don't have to deal with it. And then I think that's when your eyes are truly open to to all the crazy that's going on in this world, all the lies and the deception, you know, like putting this in the news, talking about this cartel letter. That's all we kept hearing about was this cartel thing. What were they distracting us from? You know, I, th I think it's uh, right around spring break and they're just trying to, to, to maintain some level of some calmness. Like don't make me lose money. <laughs> oh, the cartel? Uh, both. I think it makes the Mexican government probably telling them, well, yeah. think about it, okay? Because right now it's March and spring yeah. break is coming up. And a lot of Americans, and not just Americans, but, you know, maybe Canadians or, you know, a lot of people travel to Mexico How during spring break. Don't want to let their kids go. Exactly. So they, oh, the cartel are apologizing now, you know. And whether that was a stunt by the, the Mexican government or by our own government, I don't know. But it's just ironic that it happens right before spring break. It blows up in the news and all of a sudden, okay, the cartel's like, oh, we're so sorry. We won't do that again. It's kind of like when we were uh, like in, uh, what was it, Cosmo? Mm -hmm. Whenever they had the ferry bombings going on, they like had like three oh, or yeah. four ferry bombings going on there for a while. Yeah, I remember and that. And the cartel was like, nope, this ain't happening anymore. Mm -hmm. And then they, they were like, we apologize for the brief inconvenience. And they made those people disappear. Nuts. Yeah, just out of thin air, they just randomly disappeared. It's funny how that works, right? And But then it's like when they want chaos, then that's, you know, the same thing with all the derailments. You know, there was just a de derailment again a couple of days ago. And that was the third, um, what was the name of that company? It was their third train that had derailed. South. Uh... Yeah, it starts with an S. I can't think off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, that's another thing. It's like, wh what is happening here? I don't understand. Is it being set up? Is it that they're trying to stop, you know, the trains from bringing our food in? Like what, really, what? I mean, you can go to either way. You can say it's Big Brother causing uh, the downfall and destruction. You can blame it on like maybe these are just a Norfolk. Uh, Thank Norfolk. you, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> maybe this is just the media's big push, like the the it it now story. So maybe there were train derailments prior, and there were just was not a whole lot of focus or attention on it. Well, I thought about that too. And, or you know, there's always the outfield instance where the unions got forced into a bad contract by Congress and the workforce is depleted. So they're making a, a statement out of it. Like, Hey, you need to need to get us back in, <laughs> get us back in there and renegotiate our contract. Well, they were saying that each train, they were taking three minutes to like, look at each train car, make sure it was hooked up properly and this and that and whatever. Um, but now because they can't get anybody to work and you know, they don't have the money to pay people, they said that they take like 30 seconds or something. No, just, they just do a quick look and then that's it. Yeah, so they can't afford the time. Right. time has to. Exactly. So, you know, what, what is happening? You know, is it, is it like the good guy doing it because they're mad about what's happening or is it, you know, Norfolk doing it, sabotaging their own stuff so that we can't get the food and, and all of the goods in like what, you know, I mean, or it could be failing infrastructure. Well, I believe that that could be a part of it, but I don't believe that that's the reason why this keeps happening. You know, and then the fact that a lot of these are happening by rivers and rivers are becoming um, infected with stuff. Like there was, uh, I was showing my dad 
a lot there was three different states and they were saying that after the rain it left behind like a like a powdery substance on their cars and they nobody could figure out what it was and i had been saying that for a while now i remember one night in scott's show i was like my car it keeps having like this black soot looking stuff and i think it's from all of the spraying that they're doing it's coming in the air you know and so um, now all of a sudden these other states are starting to see the same thing. And it's like, it almost looks like, um, like you just go through a car wash and then you're driving through like a desert, you know, and you get all this stuff on your car and you could see the water spots and stuff. That's mm -hmm. what it looks like on my car. Remember and, El Paso, the uh, sand that used to get in the windowsill. Oh gosh. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> crazy. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're putting in the air and you know, it's like, are they purposely like putting this stuff in these train cars so that they can light them on fire so they can poison the air. And then of course, blame it on, Oh, look, it's climate change, you know? And then you got California over here with like 84,000 feet of snow, you know, like this is not natural. What happened to global warming? I thought it was global warming. That's not global warming in California. I think it's kind of coming to the whole sentiment that we can all agree that nobody knows what the hell is going on right now. No, nobody does. And God's mm -hmm. girl said aluminum and barium. And that's funny because look at barium is B-A and then aluminum is A-L. And you put the two together and what do you got? Bale. I'm sure that's just a coincidence too, right? <laughs> it's just everything with them is so symbolic and just so, I don't know. It's And of course, you know, Satan is the prince of the power of the air. So it would be like them to poison our air that... I don't know. You know, it's, I know someday when we go to heaven and we go meet Jesus, we can ask him what's going on. But it's like right now, like other than praying to him, what can we do? You know, these people, they're evil. And um, it, it's really sad to think that, you know, they just have no, again, no regard for human life. And one knows lots of money collecting insurance money. Yeah. Chemical companies suck. Oh, and good reason to get us to buy High-speed rail. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Changing in infrastructure. Yeah. Well, what happened to all that money that we had for the infrastructure? We had all this money that was supposed to go to it. And, of course, it'll take years before it's supposed to go where it's supposed to go. Mm. So, in the meantime, all the trains derailed. None of the tracks work, and we don't get any any shipments in. I mean, you can tie this all the way back to the financial institutes failing right now. Uh, a big brother in financial markets are pushing a, a like a another great depression yeah so they can wash out and buy up more uh buy up more property buy up more business real estate well and that's another thing cheap, so cheap to a premium they they want to destroy the land so they could turn around and and buy it up for pennies on the dollar I mean, right like how many people were buying how many people how many companies were buying up land in florida well point? yeah and then think about it china is trying to buy up in the United States because they can't feed their people. So it would be just like our government who sold us out to China during, you know, Bill I, Clinton days. I could I could just see the American government buying the damn land just to <laughs> just to charge to lease that, it. To, try, to charge China double. <laughs> right. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, it's like we were telling Caden the other night we were talking about like if we bought land and you know we had 10 acres and the government wanted to come in and say that land, oh that's gotta be for you know right up next to a, a national park. Yeah. Like, oh, we need this land. They can just take it from you, you know, and all the land in uh, Alaska, all of that. There's like 90 percent that's uninhabitable, according to our government. You know, it was obviously there's a lot of oil there. I don't know about how the hell do you live with a balloon and I can we can find some. Oh, we're not talking about the rice balls tonight. <laughs> I'm over the rice balls. No, uh, you know, but really. And that was another thing. That was another big distraction. And it really, you know. Us being critical thinkers. Did you, you see the video of cut you off? But you but see you the did. video of uh, Nancy Pelosi's daughters talking about January sixth. Yeah, everybody knows January sixth was planned, and what? us conspiracy theorists said it how many years ago? And you've got people rotting away in prison. What does this go to show you? Is that if you go to a, a protest or whatever the hell it is, don't wear face paint. Do not, <laughs> do not wear face paint. Wear ski mask. Go traditional. Don't do the bullhorns. Bullhorns and face paint or do not work out. 
No, and then that guy, he posted a video. I don't know if you saw that. It was like a two-minute-long video. It finally was released. And he was telling everybody, did you read Trump's tweet? He said, everybody, go home. Go home peacefully. Everybody wants peace. So uh, supposedly all the people that were up there, you know, in Congress and sending all that saying, they didn't even watch those videos. Why were those videos never released? Why did they not watch those videos? That would have changed the whole case. Well, we know why. But, you know, God forbid they do their job. And worse than January. What's it? September 11th. Yeah. Worse than September 11th. Yeah. Because you know how many people died September 11th? And all those people that were up there on January 6th, if those people wanted to hurt somebody, they would have. Alex Jones was rolling through uh, downtown with, uh, with a Humvee. Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah. He had a Humvee and an MRAP rolling down through. Uh, downtown dc yeah i oh i don't even know i get so angry because it's like we all know the truth we all see it we all know it and we're all crazy conspiracy theorists until we're not and you know it's like why do these people keep listening to um to the what do you, the experts, if you want to call them that, you know, I because there's been so much emphasis on people. I mean, it's an easy way in, right? You're uh, subjugating, you know, they're experts in their field, they have a degree, so they know what the hell they're talking about. Uh, so it says Nancy Pelosi's daughter, J6 prisoners are innocent. They were framed. It says saying? Nancy Pelosi's daughter, Alexandra Pelosi, has been caught on camera admitting that the January 6th prisoners are being framed by Democratic operatives as part of an agenda to weaken support of President Donald Trump. Is that her? Yeah. It's like an ugly stick. And she looks like her mom. All I can think um, about is Foghorn Lakehorn when he was, used to beat the yeah so that was um there was a video by the gateway pundit um i guess they had gotten it but you know it, even her own daughter saying that they all know it was a lie you know but no we can't put that out there and so many things that have come out you know that you shared on social media and they're like you know you got your facts fact checkers telling you no that's wrong and now it's all coming out for truth that's what I'm saying. Like we were telling people this for so long. Now the truth is coming out and you can't deny it. Like, what about all those fake fact checkers? These people are still going to listen to them. And I go on. People still have goldfish brains. Well, yeah, because all you like, we were talking about that one thing yesterday and the first article um, said, Oh no, that's fake. And then the next six articles proved it yep. to be true. You're talking about uh, cancer and, you know, being fungal with candida and all this other stuff. But the very first article, when you look that up, um, 2021. 2021, it says, no, that's not true. But then all the articles to follow all like are all cancer, true. Like the United Cancer Research Center, all right. these like validated places a year later have like, hey, astonishing uh, new discovery between, um, you know, mushrooms and, you know, uh, cell cell regeneration well yeah but what they're expecting is that people only click on the first article see what they want and they're like see see what i told you you know same thing with with january 6th and the same thing with covid and the same thing with masks i mean the list goes on and on and on and we always joke and say that we're running out of conspiracy theories because all of our theories have been proven true you know and it's funny but it's not because even these people who you know nagged on us for years oh you're gonna kill everybody you're gonna do this you're gonna do that and look everything we said and it's not hey hey i told you so rub it in your face it's just like stop trusting those experts stop trusting the news turn off the news stop listening to the experts and start using common sense again name the news now <laughs> it's crazy yeah when notes a drip drip now it's snowballing exactly and that's exactly it and everything is just coming at us so fast. And I don't know about you guys, but I keep saying this. I feel like time has sped up. What used to be 24 hours in a day now feels like 13 hours. And I feel like 
I'm doing all this stuff. I'm running, running, running all day long. And I feel like I've gotten nothing accomplished. And then by the time I finally sit down to eat dinner, it's nine o'clock. And I'm like, where did the day go? Like, there's no way that that was just like 10 hours of doing something, you know? And I just, I don't know. I feel like, do you feel that way? Like time is shorter? You've always (laughs) felt that way. Really? I don't know. It's just... Timmy Loffer, time after time. <laughs> Don't start singing, please. <laughs> Do not start singing Cindy Lauper, whatever you do. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's just, if you know the Bible, which thank you, Steve, for teaching me all, you know, that I know. I have, like, one of the best Bible teachers that anybody could ever ask for. And I, my faith has just grown so much. And my knowledge of history, which I absolutely love history, but my knowledge of you know, um, the Old Testament and the New Testament. And I'm still learning every day. I'm just constantly learning. And, you know, I I try to use Bible verses that I know, and I'm still learning. You know, I'm uh, a work in progress. I think we all kind of are. But um, it's like when you read the Bible, there's just so much packed into this book. And I know sometimes the Bible can be intimidating. Sometimes I get intimidated, like, oh, shoot, here we go again. You know, like the things that you're learning and um, just reading about. And, you know, this is the oldest history book that we have. And um, we just we know what's to come. And I don't fear it at all. I'll be honest. There was a time in my life when I feared death. I feared leaving my kids behind. Um, or, you know, losing my children, but I know where I'm going and that, and I always tell Matt, I'm like, you know, what's the worst they can do to me? Kill me. Then I get to go home. I'm not ready to go home. I still have a lot of work to do here, but you know, that's, they can't take my Jesus away. They can't take that away from me. They can take everything else away. They can take my food. They can take my home, my car, but they will never take Jesus away from me. And they know that. And, um, you know, my kids, we do Awana on Sundays and they're learning Bible verses and they go to Bible school on Sundays and, you know, they're learning. And And I just think now you can see so many people coming back to Christ because, like we said earlier, people are looking for something. They don't know what it is that they're looking for, but there's a void. And, you know, when you fill that void with Jesus, it's an amazing feeling. You know, like, I don't watch the news. I don't fear these things. I talk about these things. But it's not like I'm worried about, okay, so what? The banks crash tomorrow. Okay. God's got my back. I'm not, I'm truly not worried. Of course, I would be sad not having the internet and being able to talk to everybody. But we would make it through, you know, and we'd see y'all in heaven. So (laughs) what's the big deal, you know? But um, there's a lot of people out there who don't have God. And I cannot imagine going through these times right now from the start of COVID until now, I cannot imagine going through that without Jesus. That has to be a really scary feeling. And I think that's why a lot of people did get vaxxed because they feared dying and they, yeah, we, you're right. Kit Kat, we have to have Bart's Fest for us, but Hey, maybe we can have it in heaven. You know? No, um, I don't think, you know, Jesus is coming back tomorrow. I don't think that, but I do think he's coming back soon. And how soon? We don't know. Even Jesus himself doesn't know, but we feel it. We can all feel something. We can feel that, um, that longing that, you know, like we live for Christ and, and we know when I wake up, that's the first thing I do. Thank you, Lord, for waking me up today. You know, guide me, let us have a good day, protect us. Um, you know, and that's, how I start my day. And that's how I end my day. And Lord, forgive me, but sometimes I fall asleep when I say my nightly prayers because I'm so tired. But, you know, I pray too. I pray for the people around me. I pray for the people who don't know Jesus, especially because that's, like I said, that's got to be really hard. You know, I lived a life without God and I know how it was for me trying to figure everything out on your own. and Things don't work out according to your plan. And it's like, why? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? Um, but when you know God, you understand why. Okay, God, you're in control, whatever you say, you know. And um, I just really, I do, I pray for all those people who, who don't know Jesus right now. And um, we don't know what's coming. We really don't. We know, we see things in the news and we can 
guess what's coming. Um, but, you know, no fear, no fear at all. I don't know about you. Like, what do you, what do you think is coming? I don't know. Are you ready? Always ready. Are you? I am. <laughs> I don't know. Cool yes. as a cucumber. So much harder to live life without God. Amen to that. It really, really is. And it is. It's all up to God. Mary said, I think we'll all be surprised at how it exactly pans out. I, I think so too, Mary. I think, you know, some of us are, are expecting the worst. Some of us are expecting us, you know, the best to happen. Um, you know, God, he works in the most mysterious ways. Some ways I'm just like, I really think God has like the best sense of humor because I'll ask him something and he'll answer me in a way that I'm just like, really, I know that was you, God, like, thank you. And then I'll, I'll laugh because it's like only him, you know, he, he does. He, he's amazing when you really get to know him and you talk to him in the way that he answers you. And, you know, Scott had talked about this before. Sometimes, you know, um, it could be through, you know, a Bible verse. It could be through, um, you know, somebody saying something to you. I mean, God, he just works in, in the best ways, you know, the way that you least expect and um, having that trust in him. And you can see God truly is separating his children from from the others. And the evil is like front and center. You're talking about these these drag queens coming into kids schools. And I saw a video the other day. It was undercover. Um, and they were just going into these schools and they were talking about how they're um, sneaking, um, you know, the LGBTQ XY stuff into their curriculums. And, um, you know, you just kind of ease it in and you talk about like, you know, oh, Martin Luther King and JFK and RuPaul, you know, it's like they're purposely doing this. And somebody had mentioned earlier birth pangs. I really do think, you know, we're, we're right there. If we're not feeling birth pangs yet, I think we're about to, you know, that dam is about to break. And, um, you know, we prepare um, by, you know, prepping food and materials and things like that. But we need to be prepping our souls. We need to, you know, stand strong in our faith because that may be the only thing that we truly have left to get us through whatever is to come. And you know how evil these people are. We see it and we feel it and it's everywhere. You know, even if you don't watch the news like I don't, it's still it's on social media. You go to the grocery store, you see it in, in newspapers and the magazines, you know, it's like I always try not to look at that kind of stuff, but it, it's right there front and center when you're going to check out, you know, and it's just like, it's so funny because now when I see something like that, I know, oh, it's the opposite of whatever they say. Oh, the sky is purple today. You know, it's not purple. It's blue. You know, it, it, they just lie. It's just a constant barrage of lies. And it's like, whatever. I don't even believe this stuff. Steve says, my problem is remembering the Bible passages. I can read it. And two hours later, I can't remember what I read. I'm the same way, Steve. And what's funny is that I can read, like I just read Isaiah at the opening of the show tonight, Isaiah 41. And I can go back two weeks from now and have a completely different meaning of what it was I just read. Like that is why it is the living word, because it is, it's like, and I, I don't want to use the word magical, but it is almost, you know, it feels like it's constantly changing. It changes with the times and it means something different today than it did yesterday. And that's just how God is. That's how God works. And um, I'll tell you, I love reading the Bible. I really, really do. I, I was intimidated and now it's like I can't get enough of it. You know, um, when's the last time you read a Bible? It's been a while. We go to church and, you know, the pastor, he'll read from the Bible. And I was, you know, when I grew up Catholic, we didn't even have a Bible. I was never encouraged to read it or even to bring it to mass. But here, you know, I've got my Bible with me every morning and Pastor Scott, he'll read, you know, different verses. And it's like, sometimes I'll just open my Bible and waiting for him to say something. And it's like, I already have the Bible open to what he's going to read. And I'm like, that's the Holy Spirit We're there, you know? Um, but I don't know. I just, God put it on me to read that tonight. Somebody needed to hear that message. And I really do pray that whoever was meant to hear that they hear that. And, and don't fear, 
you know, really God, he loves us. He loves us unconditionally and um, he's never going to forsake us. We feel like that sometimes, but that's just our own human feelings and emotions that we, you know, we're, we're clouded by all the yuck around us and that's false, that fear is a liar. So anyways, look, it's already almost, how did this, we're, again, time, talking about time. It's almost 11 o'clock. <laughs> Are you saying I talk too much? He's shaking his head at me. You know what? That's fine. What do you got to say? I'm sleepy. Yeah, we know that. You're always sleepy. Steve said, my wife was at the first Bards Fest, and we can't wait for this Bards Fest to meet everyone. Me too, Steve. Um, like I said before, I, I was doing the childcare, um, so I didn't really get to meet a whole lot of people. I did meet Mary and obviously Jamie, and um, I met Tam, and I met Wendy, and there were some other people. I met Jason, Boiler Man, um, but I'm really excited. I'm hoping that you know, we have a date soon so we can plan something. And we were talking about possibly doing um, like a Midwest mini Bards Fest too. So, you know, that's hopefully going to be in the works. But it's just we're waiting to find out when Scott's got the big ones planned. So, um, I'll met you and sign the banner. Yeah, that banner. That I had that big old banner. And gave it to Scott and I got to meet him and the kids weren't with me because we were leaving that day. I had to go home and finish some homework. And so I gave Scott the big banner and he did a little video for the kids. I'll have to play that one day. Um, he just said, hi, Kaden and Olivia and Bryson and Sophia. Uh, it was really cute what he did. And the kids were like, Oh, yay. <laughs> so hopefully they'll get to meet Scott this time too. Cause they'll listen with me. They all know the JFK, even Matt, they all recited. I'm in the middle of cooking dinner every night, and I've got um, bars of them on, and they're all saying the JFK and and all that. So they're big listeners too. <laughs> he isn't in the new barn. Hmm. Well, it's about that time, sports fans. It's already almost eleven, and I know everybody's tired, and I'm just I'm ready for bed. It's been a long, long week. And I didn't even do my Wednesday show just because I was so busy. Oh, next week. Oh, yeah. And next Saturday, we're going to see Mercy Me on Saturday. So we won't be doing our Saturday show next week. But I will do the Unschooling Scholars on Wednesday. So just a heads up for those who are listening or those who will listen later. Um, again, no show next week. No um, casting lots. That's the 18th. So, but we will be back the week after so you want to say anything before we uh say goodbye oranges oranges he's over here falling asleep on me you are no fun tonight you'll have to play for us one night you have to play and sing a song okay. can you do that okay. we'll try to get douglas on here and he can play too yeah you gotta i had to i had to calm down this this week last week was a rough week for me yeah it was a rough week too I'm saying it's a lot of, a lot of explicits on my show. Oh, all the bleeping. Yeah, no, we're not going to talk about all the, the f bombs and all that. Coming to this one, low expectations. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes, we got to move. Everybody's got to move your clocks ahead, which means we'll have one extra hour of daylight. Thank you, Jesus. Um, but we lose one hour of sleep tonight, and we've got church in the morning, so. Well, I guess I will go ahead and, and close us in prayer. So if you all would please just bow your heads. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for tonight, Lord. Um, I thank you for putting that on my heart to read Isaiah tonight, Lord. And I, I do pray that whoever was meant to hear that message will hear that and maybe go back and, and read that that passage. I just it's just a good reminder, Lord, that you are always here with us and you never will forsake us, Lord, um, and that you do love us. That's why you sent your son here for us, Jesus Christ, to die on that cross and, and pay for all of our sins, Lord. Um, again, I just ask that you be with those that are hurting tonight, Lord, um, those that are struggling, whether it be mentally, physically, or financially, Lord, just wrap your loving arms around them. 
and let them know and feel your love as we do, Lord. Um, we know uh, these times truly are hard, and they seem to be getting harder, and there's a lot of uncertainty, Lord, but we turn to you, Lord. We turn into you because we know that you are Lord, and you love us, and you will never forsake us. Um, and for those, Lord, who are reaching out that are looking for you, um, let us be the messenger, Lord. Let us plant those seeds. Let us help bring those people to you, Lord. Um, we love you so very much, and, and I thank you for all the wonderful people that are here tonight, Lord, and for those who will listen later on. And I just pray that, you know, you open the hearts and the minds of, of those around us who still haven't seen your light yet, Lord. Um, I pray that they will find you. You know, all of your children are seeking you, and they may not realize it, Lord. So, again, just let us be be the ones that help lead them to you, Lord. Um, please just be with all of us tonight and, you know, the rest of our days here and continue just reminding us that you do love us and that you are here with us, Lord. Give us the courage and the strength and, and the discernment, uh, the eyes to see and the ears to hear, so that we we can decipher the good and the bad, Lord, the truth and, and the lies. Um, just be with us and guide us. And in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Well, good night, family, to all for joining us tonight. Um, we will be listening to Scott tomorrow, Bars FM. Um, oh, what is the show called tomorrow? I can't even think right now. Lord, help me. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. My brain just broke. Um. That was Isaiah 41. Peace be still. Thank you, Kit Kat. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, be sure to check out Bards FM and all the other shows, Conley's show and um, Kitty Karen and, and Nikki and Duncan, Kilted Christian, and Cole's show and Brother Jack. He's got a show. You've got to listen to some of his, his recordings. He's just, he puts his all into it. It's amazing. I love listening to him read. Um, and all the other shows that, you know, are starting. I know a lot of people are talking about starting shows. Just do it. Jenny Lynn, if you hear this, Lord, girl, you got to get your show going. God is telling you, come on, let's go. So if you need any help, anybody, anybody thinking about starting up a podcast, I don't know a whole lot about anything, um, but I will help you with whatever I can. You know, we are here. We're God's messengers and we got to get the word out. And so we need to... Um, you know, we, we got to get these podcasts going and we've got to reach these people. And, um, you know, it's just, we've got to do it, you know? So Matt, he's really good with technology. He's my tech guy. So, um, he can help out, you know, set things up, whatever you need to do. Um, we're here to help, you know, all the Bards family, you guys are all just amazing. And, you know, all the support that you all show to, to all of us podcasters, it means the world. And, um, I just love being around you guys, you know, talking and, you know, our LMFO chats on bards and, you know, all the clapping that we do. <laughs> oh, goodness. Kit Kat, you know what I'm talking about, girl. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, again, thank you all so much for joining. And I hope you all have a good rest of your night. And I will see you tomorrow for bards um, or until next time. God bless. Love you all. Good night. I'm sorry, but I don't want to be a, an emperor. That's not my business. I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. I should like to help everyone if possible. Jew, Gentile, black man, white. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. In this world, there's room for everyone, and the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. The way of life can be free and beautiful, but we have lost the way. Greed has poisoned men's souls, has barricaded the world with hate, has goosed us into misery and bloodshed. We have developed speed, but we have shut ourselves in. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. Our knowledge has made us cynical, our cleverness hard and unkind. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, 
need humanity. More than cleverness, we need kindness and gentleness. Without these qualities, life will be violent and all will be lost. The aeroplane and the radio have brought us closer together. The very nature of these inventions cries out for the goodness in men, cries out for universal brotherhood, for the unity of us all. Even now, my voice is reaching millions throughout the world, millions of despairing men, women, and little children, victims of a system that makes men torture and imprison innocent people. To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines, you are not cattle, you are men. You have the love of humanity in your hearts. You don't hate, only the unloved hate, the unloved and the unnatural. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power. The power to create machines, the power to create happiness. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Then in the name of democracy, let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world decent world that will give men a chance to work, that will give youth a future and old age a security. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us fight to free the world, to do away with national barriers, to do away with greed, with hate and intolerance. Let us fight for a world of reason, a world where science and progress will lead to all men's happiness.